makes it possible. Please make a donation today at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org. and race to the bottom is on the air. Time to sit back and enjoy some refreshing Winslow tea. Try it hot, lukewarm, or over ice. Have it with milk and sugar, or a lemon wedge, or oh natural. Mmm, mmm, mmm. Now that's Winslow tea, a New York City tradition since 1872. Ask for it by name at the tea house or your local greengrocer, because that's how you know it's Winslow. Broadcast booth and cloudy, uh, threatening to to drizzle Bushwick, Brooklyn. I'm John Reed. You're listening to Radio Free Brooklyn, and this is Race to the Bottom, baby. Yeah. In the background, I think this is like a karaoke version of this. I found an instrumental of "Schools Out" for summer, "Schools Out Forever," Alice Cooper, and this is uh. By what is it? Request? No, this is the playlist of our winner of our March Sadness competition, uh, who won with green jumpsuit. You remember the green jumpsuit story? So sad. And we'll we'll have a, a little more music from our March Sadness winner. 
My opening monologue, as always, is sponsored by Winslow Tea. I'm drinking it now. Mm. Ah, that's refreshing. That's the uh, that's the matcha. Um, thank you, as always, to Winslow for your ongoing support. Hashtag your tea drinking experiences with hashtag how you know and steep into the conversation. Why don't you? We got a special, special show today because we've got a guest. And let me see if our guest's mic works. Hello. I'm oh. Sorry. Oh, wow. Oh. Is that loud? No, it's. It, I was just so pleased by how great it sounds. Yeah. Um, in the studio, America's comic, John Field. How's it going? It's going pretty good. Yeah. You, ready, you ready to figure out comedy? I think, I, I think I'm ready to figure it out. I'm spending... Uh, Seven years trying to figure it out, and I think I'm like two minutes away from oh, like good unlocking the secret. Exciting! We you, you you guys probably know John Field from our May Oral May shows. Well, we can uh, we can talk about uh, all the craziness with the uh, New York City Board of Elections. We can talk about uh, we can talk about comedy. We can talk about life. Yeah. You ever talk about life? A little bit. I try to like shy away from it because, <laughs> you know, it's eventually going to end. So like, why even bother? Yeah. You yeah. Know? yeah. Diminishing returns. Yeah. Um, and you can be part of the conversation, dear listener. Um, the phone number, if you want to be a part of the program, is 718-673-8201. That's 718 718- Six seven three eight two zero one. You can call, help us figure out comedy. You can tell us your favorite comic, and we'll tell you if they're good or not. Um, if they're canceled or not. If they're canceled or not. Uh, yeah, we, we've got the answers. What, what did my research team say? Um, I know I didn't say the name of the uh, March Sadness person. They are uh, anonymous. It's the green jumpsuit story. Thank you to uh, Mr. Uh, green jumpsuit you're well you're not you're you're the you you know what i'm saying so this was this has been a pretty eventful week we are just talking Mm -hmm. off air right uh got we we can let's just put out let's put out the options of what we can talk about absolutely yeah uh so we can talk about bill cosby yeah which i don't even know if i want to go there weird and a bummer yeah. and uh yeah it, it, it feels like you're given and then kind of taken away yeah. And, yeah a lot of legal stuff this week then the, yeah the, the britney stuff the uh the legal wrangling over the certification of votes yeah uh people my wiley but everybody's putting in their putting their what affidavits in there was that what you put in i don't know I, yeah i don't know um you know listener kathy wants us to talk about the the trump Org indictments. I don't know what to say about that. I think it's another example of we got them. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, we got them, and then mission accomplished. Banner yeah. behind. Yeah. So I don't. I I can't even get too excited about that. Um, any other things you want to put on the table before we start diving in? We had the stuff we were, we talked about in the email about like uh, comedy and yes policy. Uh, there was. Last night, I don't know if there's much to say about it because uh, I don't think there is many big surprises. But uh, the board of elections put out their preliminary stuff on the city council races, mm-hmm. and uh, with the exception of the DSA slate, it was pretty good for left and even socialist leaning mm-hmm. candidates, which is kind of pretty cool to uh-huh. see. Uh, uh, I was up at they released them at. 10 o'clock on a Friday night of 4th of July weekend. And yeah. like when that happened, I just, I didn't go to sleep until like 12 because I was just doom scrolling in case like yeah. the board of election was like, oh no, we're joking or something like that. I don't know. Uh, news dump, right? So that, yeah, that's what yeah. you call a news dump. Yeah. Friday night. Yeah. Before a holiday weekend. Yeah. Um. Well, oh yeah, we, we can talk about, because uh, we were originally, we kind of started getting into it right at the end last time that uh, that you were on the show about our, our ideas about what comedy can look like yeah, yeah. Uh, post-COVID as as things start opening back up. I went to my first uh, comedy show in a, in a building. Um, really? Yeah. Which one? This week. I went to, uh, what's that place called? It's in the Lower East Side. Um, Caveat? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Anyway, yeah. yeah. I went to see... Um, 
Jason Dudio Gore, who's uh, on the uh, one of the best show people. Mm-hmm. You familiar with the best show with Tom Sharpling? Yeah, I know it, and I think it's like a thing I would love if I got into it. Yeah. And I like uh, Steven Universe and Half mm-hmm. Bat Orbits on that. Yes, show. Uh, it feels like I don't know about you. I like a lot of culty stuff, and then mm-hmm. there's like some stuff that's like, uh, like if I got into it, it's hard to get into a long-running yeah. podcast show or something like that because there's so much grammar already established. But yeah. Uh, yeah. I like that show. I like the idea of the show. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's the... If if you want to get in... And listener, you know that I've been talking about the best show forever. That, uh, But if you want to get in... There's the best show bests. Yeah. Which is a nice entry point. They they put out the the like the... Just clips of calls and stuff, and and because the show is three hours every Tuesday, yeah. so it does have a, a lot of. And it's been going on for what? I don't want to say twenty years. I was going to say twenty years. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Since since the since Clinton was president, it's ridiculous. Um, so yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So I saw I saw that it was interesting because they they had the um, you had to be vaxxed. you had to show proof of vax, so yeah. everybody was in there uh, maskless and stuff. It, it was it was interesting. Um, it's a weird adjustment, uh, and I kind of feel like I don't know. I moved a lot as a kid, and every time I switched schools, like you would look around. There's this weird brain processing thing where uh, everybody at the new school kind of looks like you recognize it as someone who was at the old school. Because yeah. like, and mm-hmm. I think we're so used to seeing masks. And I don't know about you, but all the pandemic, every time I'd watch a movie where nobody's wearing masks which is every movie ever made yeah <laughs> um, mm-hmm. like i'm like that's a weird thing because i'm so used to it and my brain's so alarmed by public space mm-hmm. and now uh i think it takes about 10 minutes to get used to it i don't know about anyone else yeah. but um it is a jarring adjustment um yeah and yeah you watch like a 1970s movie and there's yeah. a, a party and you're like they're all gonna get covid yeah, they're, they're all, all gonna die <laughs> what's wrong with these people yeah Man, we're going to look back at this and it, I, I think we're going to look back and it'll be fascinating. Yeah. You know, I went, I was at a, um, you're not a sports guy, are you? I can fake conversations about sports like for about 10 minutes and then okay. I start to lose steam. But which, which, which event? Well, last night, see, I, I teach at a school, mm. I was telling you, and uh, one of my coworkers got, got me a ticket to the uh, Subway series last night. Oh, really? That's Yankees. Yeah. And I'm a Mets fan, and and so I I went and um, sat in the rain for an hour and a half, and then uh, the rain stopped, and everybody cheered, and people were starting to go to their seats, and then they announced this game is postponed. Mm. Um, so, um, but that was that was right at what do they say? Out of the frying pan into the fire. Yeah. What does that mean? Uh, it, it, it means I mean, I know what it means. <laughs> But uh, yeah, just everybody um, maskless. Did people stick around? Because I saw like clips of a Philly game where like it was a rain out and people just stuck around for like an uh, hour and 45 minutes or something like that. Yeah, yeah. no, people were hanging out. Yeah. And I, I think it was pretty cynical. It was really weird because I was checking my, uh, never checked, well, only one time have I checked the weather as, as much as I did yesterday. Yeah. It was on my wedding day when it was supposed to rain. Uh-huh. And it, it was like rain on your wedding day. Yes. Um. But it didn't. It 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 uh, miraculously we had a, a beautiful weather. That's ironic. Yes, because that's it's something ironic. you're expecting, yes. and then it didn't happen. Yes. Um. But kind of the reverse yesterday. So it was supposed to rain, and then in the afternoon I checked, and the forecast had cleared. Mm. I get in the train to the to the Bronx. Get out of the train recheck the weather and then it's like uh no it's gonna rain yeah i don't i feel like they the the ghost of steinbrenner like tricked us all yeah to sell beer and fries it's so carby there yeah everything was was very carby and i was i've been trying to eat healthfully yeah um I always had a theory. I used to be a dog walker and so like uh all the food i'd eat is street food and i noticed that like all street food or like you ask somebody like what New York City food is. It's like pizza, bagels. It's all carbs, and I think yeah. it's because we're walking around everywhere, so you have to like mm-hmm. uh, burn off all that energy or yeah. something. You know. Also, carbs are easy. Uh, carbs are portable. Yeah. Right. 
Yeah. You're not going to give somebody like a salad to go. <laughs> yeah. Or like a, you know, here's a hunk of meat. Yeah. Or like a big slab of tempeh. Just you, you don't gnaw see people, on this. You don't I see people walking jerky. around town with like a, a Renaissance <laughs> fair turkey. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Start doing it. Start doing that. I guess even like a hot dog, you need it encased in, yeah. in bread. Uh, what do you call them? Uh, uh, you know, like pita wraps or mm-hmm. whatever. I can't remember what the street cart food is that, that's wrapped in the, I don't know. Gyro? Gyro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You were just, you were afraid you were going to say it like hero. You, there's the hero gyro. I, I like to play pretend that I'm a real New Yorker. So like <laughs> I like put a hard, silent, like hyro when I'm <laughs> ordering it. Yeah. So I, yeah, I was. I was, I'm kind of still a bit let down from the game. And then it was rescheduled for tomorrow and I already have plans. I can't go. Um, But um, what was I going to say? Oh, so I was at the game and I was interested in what you would think about this. Have you seen like, uh, there's like cross marketing. So it will be like a, a, Red Sox hat, but it's also in like pride colors, or like the uh, Susan J. Corman like football colors, like where everything's like pink everywhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So it's like a Grateful Dead bear, but it's also a, a Yankees hat. Yeah, like I, I would be interested, like, like a QAnon <laughs> pirates. Yeah, you know, it's like a pirates jersey, but it's there. You can see a Q in there somewhere. I have a theory that, like, I remember I was watching the insurrection and noticed there was merch. It was a sea of merch mm-hmm. that we were looking at, among other things. And I don't know. I think this rhymes with the truth. It's not like probably exactly what it is, but like, uh, Facebook feeds a lot of this radicalization, mm-hmm. and I they just cling to that right wing stuff. And I think like a lot of their money is from small vendors who are selling. Mm-hmm merch that profits off of all these like bad faith mm-hmm. Facebook groups. So like uh the top of it, I don't know if you know them, like Black uh Rifle Coffee is a right wing branded coffee thing. And they're just like, well you have all these Facebook groups. Facebook has a good ad algorithm. So they just like hyper target all these people. And I think like uh something as kind of pedestrian and weird and obscure as that mm-hmm. is I mean that's what the asterisks of like America doesn't need an excuse to get that radicalized. I just think like that's a lot of the engine of what Facebook is and why they uh, just not refuse to like do anything about a lot of their like anti-vax stuff Mm -hmm. online because selling merch, right? You got to get that merch out. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of, if you ever tried Winslow tea, that's our, Oh, I heard it's the best tea in New York city. Yeah. Yeah. I had it actually the other day. Yeah. It's, 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 uh, I really like it. I'm a big tea guy. I spent about $600 on tea, uh, a week. And, um, yeah. And about 40% of that goes to Winslow tea. (laughs) Well, uh, yeah. Uh, you should hashtag your tea drinking experiences. I should. Yeah. Every time I like, I take a sip. (laughs) (laughs) I'll review that sip. <laughs> uh, yeah. Th- thank you again to Winslow. Um, you are a dog walker. Yeah. You were? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. For how long? Oh, I think maybe uh, 18 months or so. Mm-hmm. It wasn't my rat. I worked for somebody and it's kind of weird pyramid schemey where just mm-hmm. one person just has all the dogs and doesn't do anything. And then uh, gets all the things my route. If you know, New York City uh, started at. 80th street in Yorkville and ended in the village. It was like six. And so like I would, and you divide that between eight hours. It's like six dogs. So I was making like not a lot of money in a day. Uh, but it was a good job for walking around the city, exploring it. Uh, uh, just, I think if you walk around a place a lot and you see the same place every day, Mm -hmm. uh, I think you kind of get to know, the city pretty well and also i had like a two-hour break between dogs and i would stop at sotheby's and the auction house and just watch them like auction off like a four million dollar warhol which is kind of a cool opportunity yeah so, yeah and get some uh carby uh oh yeah it took me a while because i think i don't understand 
diet and nutrition. So <laughs> just through osmosis, like you would hear like carbs are bad for you, but mm-hmm. I was walking like six miles a day. So yeah. I thought like carbs were bad for you, like cigarettes were bad for you, but like I would be just emaciated and tired and <laughs> sleeping all like I would go home, sleep for 14 hours and then wake up the next morning. It took me a while to figure out. I was like, oh, I need to eat as many carbs mm-hmm. as I'm like eat well, but yeah. like, uh, if I'm on the go, like carbs don't hurt you as much if you're exercising a lot. I don't know. You, yeah. you know anything about, maybe I'm still wrong about that. But, I don't know. Yeah. I, carbs don't work for, for me that well. Um, but I, I love them. Yeah. Um, uh, it seems like you, like you, you're a New York city transplant. Yeah. 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 You, you, and I've, you've said a, a few times, like you're, you like are still trying to become a New Yorker. Yeah. I think that's all New Yorker. Like, <laughs> like if you were like moved here when you were like three, you're not a real New Yorker, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. It's how long have you been here? I moved here the day of hurricane Sandy. Uh, okay. Uh, I was up in Inwood, uh, which if you know neighborhoods, like there's no reason to go up to Inwood. It's like way up into Manhattan and it's yeah. protected by a really large valley. Uh, and so like the hurricane was just a bad thunderstorm for us at that point. I don't think the hurricane really came up there. Uh, so yeah, I think that's like eight, seven years now, I think. Longer. Well, yeah. yeah. Um, almost nine. Oh, you, you got a year on me. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, they say you need 10, 10 years. Yeah. So, or get mugged, or or get mugged, or get mugged. Well, Eric Adams will will help you. With, uh, He'll help mug <laughs> <laughs> New Yorkers. <laughs> you know what I was thinking about? If if Eric Adams wins, yeah. Um, and we've talked about Eric a little bit on this show, you and I. Yeah. But, um, you know, this guy Eric Adams for for people who are not New Yorkers like like John and I, um, you know, because we're true. New Yorkers. Yeah. Um, but there's, there's this guy, Eric Adams, and he might win the, uh, the mayor, the mayorship. Mayor Viceroy. (laughs) Uh, that, that sounds worse. Uh, and he basically, he's, he's a cop. He's not the top cop. You like when they call Kamala top cop. Yeah. Um, cop Mala. (laughs) I can't do that weird thing they do on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Twitter's the worst, but you go. Sorry. Uh, so he he kind of came to prominence. I thought maybe this guy might be the the dude to to reign in the NYPD when when things first when people were just starting to announce. And I was like, oh, this guy might be able to, you know, because the NYPD when De Blasio said something like, yeah, this this guy, who cares, right? Yeah. Um, I'm gonna beat up some protesters. <laughs> um. But I was like, "Hey, maybe this this guy he's a he's a cop. He was beaten as a kid, and that he then he wanted to change it from the inside, right? Maybe this guy can take. And but then he he uh, he's more pro cop than anybody in the uh, on the planet. He's like giving Curtis Curtis Sliwa a run for the for his money, right? I kind of I kind of feel like I think he's not going to be the woke anti cop." King, I had somebody, uh, I was canvassing for a city council person Mm -hmm. and, uh, their deputy campaign manager. We were talking about, uh, Eric Adams and, you know, there's all these people, other candidates who are talking more hostile Mm -hmm. stuff or antagonistic stuff towards the police. But, uh, de Blasio, he ran on ending stop and frisk and he's been afraid of the cops ever since. Yes. I think the cops provide i think there's some like you know like it's midnight in gracie mansion and there's like an envelope on his bed and it's like a photo of him sleeping or something like that and so like that makes it harder for him to kind of uh stop the police uh eric adams i don't think he's going to be enthusiastic about defunding the -hmm. police but he is a psychopath i think he's like (laughs) he's freaking crazy uh he's got he wasn't as far as I understand his history, uh, he wasn't uh, the most popular guy inside of the police force. And he did rattle a bunch of cages mm-hmm. and was annoying and mm-hmm. it called for reforms that I might not think would be effective, but also 
was uh, he wanted to get, I think, like 600 black officers in high positions mm-hmm. when he was an officer. And he was already doing politicking back then. And uh, it's debatable, but from what I've seen, he was against stop and frisk. And I think in a way that uh, was sincere. So I think what, you know, I'm being optimistic of is Eric Adams, uh, his, um, if he's like this, this stuff, his shortcomings when it comes to policing is going to be blunted by the fact that we now have a lot more left city council. Yeah. Uh, we have a, a comptroller who will audit the police. And I think kind of twinned with uh, defund the police that's addressing budget problems and like auditing the NYPD, which has only happened twice in the past, I think eight years, like uh, that could help adjust a lot mm-hmm. of the budget problems. And it might not, there's always more than one way to solve a problem. And yeah. I think I'm hugely for defunding, but if that's not on the plate right now, I think there's a lot of workarounds. And I think Eric Adams would be obstinate and kind of weird and not give into police stuff, but also like when the weird shadow deep state cops leave that envelope on his bed, yeah. he'll just like, I don't tear know, it up. tear it up and like set it on fire and then yeah. burn down the house of yeah. whatever, you know, top brass guy. Does yeah. It? yeah. Well, since he's like a vegan plant based yeah. guy, like instead of like a horse's head, uh, <laughs> like they'll just put like a big, uh, like a thing of prosciutto and his like, uh, you know, he claims he, his vegan diet reverses diabetes. I don't know if that's true or not. Like, is that, well, that you, you don't know anything about nutrition. You've already no, said, I know, <laughs> no, but like, I don't know if he's insane or right. No, I, well, I think it could possibly. I don't know. We'll, we'll get a, if any nutritionist um, listening can, can give us a call, uh, the <laughs> phone number. I had the old number memorized, um, uh, 718-673-8201. If you're a nutritionist, that's 718-673-8201. But my point about Eric Adams was, was this. He ran um, on this like, Oh my God, we're going back to the seventies as far as crime, uh, you know, speaking of getting mugged, a mug, a mugging for every, um, <laughs> what is it? A chicken for every pot, a mugging for every street, uh, street. <laughs> um, but you know, if you actually look at it, the, the crime rates, yes, they've, they've risen, but they're nothing compared to even 10 years ago yeah. still. And they've risen all across the country because of the pandemic and people are destitute and, and, and things. So if he gets in, he's going to do whatever smoke and mirrors are around fixing the crime in the city. It's inevitably going to go down because the pandemic's over. Yeah. And he's going to get credit for whatever happens yeah right that's gonna be messed up man i it's and also like i think something uh, to the proof of like define i think one of the things i heard is like uh a lot one of the things that happened last budget maybe i'm wrong with this but a lot of the summer jobs programs got cut at the expense of the police Mm -hmm. so you have a bunch of teenagers running around uh and I don't get the politics of guns coming into New York City, but I think there's like a huge, I understand there's a debate. I don't know if it's like um, a bunch of smoke and mirrors, but I guess there is a lot of guns coming into New York City and like that's part of it as well. But it's like at the same time, uh, as things do get back to normal, especially when the employment rate goes back up, like people just like, I mean, I don't know about you. I've been unemployed. So I just been shooting people in the face. (laughs) I just been hanging out my fire escape. Just like you live, you die. It's, 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 people have yet to catch me. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Shooting, shooting fireworks at people. Yeah. Just Roman candles. (laughs) (laughs) Man, we, we live in Long Island city, uh, right by the, uh, water there. And, and they're about to, they told us like, we want to go see friends tomorrow. Yeah. And they were like, said they sent an email in our building. You might not be able to get back in your building just to let you know, because is this your first year living there? Or? Uh, it's well last year. Oh, yeah, didn't yeah. count. It's yeah. my second year, but yeah. uh, so it's just, it's basically my whole neighborhood's shut down because they're going to shoot off fireworks tomorrow. Ye- Aren't, Talk about being a true New Yorker. Don't, haven't you seen enough fireworks over yeah. the past year? Yeah. For people who don't know, last year, basically at this time, like right now, what time is it? 
1030. Yeah. There'd be fireworks. Yeah. Daylight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We wouldn't be able to do the show because it'd be so, uh, we, we'd like need noise canceling mics for all the fireworks. I, I think like, uh, that the fireworks in the pandemic is one of those things that like 20, 30 years from now, we're like just over and over going to go, remember the fireworks? Like mm-hmm. we're going to like, it's like a thing that's like obscure and so temporal, uh, we're going to forget about it. Yeah. And just like, um, I always compare it to, I don't know about your experience about 9-11, but like the weeks and months after 9-11, we'd be like talking as a group outside and like an airplane would fly overhead and everybody would just get quiet. Mm-hmm. And like, that's a part of that time that you can't really capture in like a bad uh, uh, period film of yeah. the time. Like, it's just like this thing that was of its time that you can't, is just stuck in that time. Yeah. 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 I mean, there would literally be fireworks every 15 seconds. Yeah. I, so speaking of like not knowing how guns got in, yeah. you know, I don't know. How, and these were like professional, these weren't like sparklers. No. These were like the kind of fireworks you're going to see tomorrow, like, yeah. a, 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 like as, M80s or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like the ones that like go up and, and, <laughs> and have the smiley face yeah. Ninja Turtle. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, how yeah. do people get these? Like, I, I read an article on that, like the, uh, expected amount of fireworks for this year. There's been a couple of like stray fireworks, but not like yeah. last year. And one of the vendors was like, last year was the greatest time of my life because <laughs> he was just selling yeah. so much fireworks. And it's just kind of funny that like in the middle of a pandemic, like a firework guy was like, this is, yeah, uh, uh, this is the boon time for me, kids. Well, I think that, you know, there, there were a bunch, uh, we talked about how Twitter sucks, but yeah. like, there are tons of theories that like cops were, uh, you know, because it was also during the protests and people, yeah. people were saying it was like psychological warfare that, that, yeah. that, uh, cops were giving them out so that you couldn't tell between the gunshots and the, yeah. and the fireworks. Also people said, because there were no like little league baseball games and all these different <laughs> events where you, where you have your fireworks, yeah, yeah. you know, that cause everything was shut down. There were, there was this dearth, Dearth, right? I yeah. never get that word right. Dearth means like, lack of. Uh, oh, there was a glut. There was a glut. The, there was a glut of fireworks, and they were like, "We need to move these fireworks." <laughs> uh, and so they were like, "Let's uh, let's bring them to Bedsty, right?" Every corner, and I talked to friends like in Jersey, the fireworks were going off. Uh, L.A., like mm-hmm. it was like a countrywide weird sociological phenomenon yeah. and it, it, it yeah i mean also i think there was a lot of fu energy going around mm-hmm. and i think that was kind of connected to the fireworks and we we're just all bored and yes uh the unemployment money was like six hundred dollars at that point so people are like why not you know yeah. uh yeah weird it is it, just i don't know like start doing crimes right i, I love crime <laughs> uh speaking of crime Let's touch. Let's touch upon uh, the 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 Cosby thing for a second. Yeah. Um. So Bill Cosby is he out now? I think so. I think he's going to be at caveat tomorrow. Yeah. No, I, I'm kidding. Caveat the the comedy place that I. Went. Oh yeah 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 I thought. <laughs> I I saw it. Yeah, I saw something yeah. in my head. Yeah yeah. Um, I was a huge Cosby guy back in the day. Me too. Yeah. I had the records. I saw him live in like 96, which like was still like, I think when he like, yeah, it was just a good time to like see it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I've talked about this on the show before, but you, you brought up the, the cancel uh, culture thing. But for me, it's like having, I loved Cosby. I loved Woody Allen. Yeah. I loved Louis CK. Yeah. So for, for, I've had to say goodbye to you know, people that, and it's, and it's not cancel culture's fault. Yeah. It's Bill Cosby's fault. Yeah. It's Woody Allen's fault and it's Louis CK's fault. Right. So I like this, um, who are they coming for next? It's like, well, as, as long as you don't like, uh, just do horrible things, things, you're, you know, uh, I tried watching like, yeah, I used to like, uh, love Woody Allen movies a lot. And I tried watching, 
one of them with like Mia Farrow in mm-hmm. it, and I I couldn't like get past like what I knew about behind the scenes. It yeah. was just too much for me to find fun out of the movie. And I think there's, I'm trying to think of like some, I think sometimes when people get me too'd and they're not so connected, what they, I, I'm trying, I can't think of a good example, but they're like a season. Sorry. Yeah. No, I'm trying to think of like somebody who's like, stuff isn't so connected to their material. Oh, oh yeah. David Blaine, he had accusations against okay. him, but there's like, he's a goofy magician. Yeah. And I like him a lot. So it's yeah. just like, I can still watch it and I'm not watching uh, him trying to gaslight his audience. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess you're a magician. You're literally, your job is to yeah, gaslight your That's audience. true. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I don't know why I could tolerate David Blaine, but like, yeah. um, uh, people like Woody Allen are just like way too hard to go back yeah. to. I don't know. It's just weird. Yeah. We listen, uh, my wife and I, when we clean, we, we, play this like um uh playlist of like 70s and 80s kind of r&b stuff mm. like there's that guy dj d nice you, you remember he got he was one of the people who got really big during the pandemic yeah yeah um but there's this song on there um and it's like do it do it to me do it and i remember that's i heard uh my wife was cleaning the bathroom and, and playing that playlist <laughs> the other day and I remember that Rudy on a on a episode of the Cosby Show was singing that song. Yeah, she came into the kitchen and was like, "Do it to me, do it." And Bill was like, "What? <laughs> what? What do you think do it to me means? That's you know." And yeah. he was like, "You know, that's disgusting." You know, and I was like, "That that didn't hold up." No. It's it's weird. Uh, I mean, I think that weird conservatism was what ended it up getting him. Because remember, yeah. Hannibal Burris had that whole bit yes. about his conservatism. Was, but then he's like, what, you rape, dude? Or yeah. whatever his bit was. And um, I heard good commentary from Eric Andre, who I think was citing his sister. So it's like third hand thing. But like uh, Cosby had all these accusations, but nobody really acted on it until Hannibal Burris did. So that way it could become a story of like, cause you can't outright say it on the media. Otherwise like it's like alleged, but uh, you know, the fact that that kind of went viral, then the story became about that viral video. And then that kind of brought it back into the conversation. And I think kind of led to his uh, uh, downfall, I guess. We need need, uh, Hannibal Burris to do another bit and get Cosby back in jail. (laughs) Just Hannibal Justice Cop or yeah. Social Justice Warrior Hannibal Burris. If and if I'm gonna connect, watch watch me connect what happened in the, in the um in the news this week. Right, you got Cosby out on a technicality. Yeah, I don't know what technicality they're keeping Britney and this conservatorship on, but it that seems weird. Right, it just bums me out. I so can't, yeah. so it's just like all right, the law is weird and sucks. Yeah, and then you got the the uh, Trump organization are we supposed to get uh super excited that that the law is going to come in here and and uh i feel like it's going to be a a very annoying like i think at the bare minimum uh uh i think it's going to be a very annoying speed bump for him Mm -hmm. uh and i think uh my girlfriend has this really good phrase that she likes to use uh where uh, i always get annoyed at people who talk about like violent revolution because it's just like are you going to be the one who shoots these billionaires because like that seems like a job to do you know it just it, like you're yeah do you have that in you or are you just a twitter person mm-hmm. and my girlfriend uh talks about you know like we don't need a guillotine as much as an economic guillotine mm-hmm. and i think uh his organization going under uh, uh, a microscope is probably going to hurt it a lot. I think his CFO getting put on the sideline, like his like decades long CFO getting put on the sidelines is going to hurt it. Um, I don't know how much more is down the line. I wouldn't put money that Trump will ever end up in jail. I think he'll probably also die before, Mm -hmm. even if like a trial would ever happen. But I, think that he has like 12 cases 
against him from like uh you know like uh uh, uh both civil and yeah. um the other version of criminal criminal cases going against him and like that has to preoccupy his time uh which i think at least would be a good thing and uh it has to be a huge money sink for him even if he like wins a lot of these cases but um do you think this is going to happen? I was wrong, and I apologize. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. <laughs> That's the prison door slamming. I, I think, like, I think there's a possibility. I think if they don't get him, they're going to get everybody who helped enable his power. Uh, and what I read between the lines is, like, the reason that they had trouble getting him before was because he was president and now we're just six months after his thing. So all the legal cogs that were set in motion after he was president uh, are, he no longer has that protection and they've been moving kind of swiftly at it. And what I've seen is that the tax evasion that they're committing in as far as I can see, uh, seems pretty drastic and mm-hmm. the CFO is looking at like 15 years in prison. Uh, so I think, you know, I don't know. I think like if they get him and like two other people from his team, that means he has two less psychopaths who have been protecting him his entire life, which means like he just, and he's just like, he seems so worn out now. Like, I don't know if you've seen photos yeah. of him. Yeah. What, what are the chances that this, Weaselberg, what's his name? Yeah, Wesselberg or something. He looks like a little bit. Yeah, like a he, weasel. Do you know his story? Like, what are what are the chances? We'll get to his story. What oh, are yeah. the chances that he's uh, on MSNBC in two years, like uh, Michael Cohen? I I think this guy doesn't have as much charisma. I think like he probably is a lot weaker of a. Per- I think Trump mm-hmm. likes some weak people to like kind of bully and just get him to do his stuff. Um, Michael Cohen though is interesting. I always compare him to. Uh, do you watch wrestling at all? Uh, back in the day. So yeah. like all those back in the day wrestlers, like they make a second living nowadays by uh, doing like shoot interviews and like talking crap on like all the people mm-hmm. they used to work with. And I feel like Michael Cohen's the first of a new cottage image industry of like all these ex Trump people mm-hmm. as they slowly get weaned away, having their own podcast talking about because it is a fascinating story. And I think like inside that, I think a lot of people want to know what's inside that machine because it's like a lot of palace intrigue and Mm -hmm. the ultimate weird hot gossip kind of crap so uh i don't know if the guy wanted money he could probably start his own podcast i mean the fire festival guy tried to start his own podcast (laughs) and got uh put in solitary for it which i think is unethical but you know that's another story uh yeah he was doing the podcast from jail he was calling up uh his friend and they were recording it and he uh, ended up going to solitary because of that. Huh. Yeah. And they gave him a some a slice of American cheese on a on a what was that picture? Remember the from Firefest? Oh yeah, were, yeah. It's like it's like it's like Wonder Bread and a slice of American cheese. It was I was like, here's your. I watched one of those and it was like really well done. And then I realized that it was done by the F Jerry uh, marketing company, like the same yeah. marketing company that marketed it. And I'm like, wait a second, this is kind of a weird conflict of interest yeah. that uh, uh, they were giving. But it's also, I liked it for spilling tea. And I think it was kind of <laughs> well done. I think yeah. I watched, uh, I can't remember. I think I watched the Who. There was one on Hulu. Oh my God. We yeah. have a phone call. Oh, we have a phone call. Race to the bottom. Hey, John, it's Tom. I'm calling. I know I'm interrupting the the, the groove, but you know, I, I'm. I just had to come and say hi. Hey, hi. hey, the, you're not interrupting the groove. Uh, we, I was hoping somebody would call. What's up, Tom? Oh, good. You're on the. Good. You're on with with John and John, the John, John and John, John podcast. Well, you know, I'm right there with you guys on a lot of these things. You know the. The, Louis, the, the, the trifecta of Louis C.K., Bill Cosby, um, Woody Allen paradigm that's crumbled. Yeah. Um, and I'm sorry if we're, I'm taking the show backwards. 
<laughs> but <laughs> I just can't. I kind of it takes a while for me to sink in. <laughs> we live in a different age. Yeah, you have some thoughts on comedy, Tom. You you wanted to. Uh, where, where's comedy at for you? You know, every I, I, jerk thinks that they know comedy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know comedy, um, especially somebody who was in comedy briefly <laughs> knows where comedy's headed, knows where, knows what real comedy is. But um, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I I think that it's, it's something. It, there's something to be said about the sickness of um, I don't want to generally call it white white male perspective, but um, uh, what else? What else can you what else can you call a male perspective? Mm-hmm. I think is and, and how do we let go of that? Whatever gross things grow. <laughs> do you, you know where I think it gets really weird is that you just comedy's all about like confessing your bleakest darkest thing so you keep mining you keep mining the dark side within you and then i just think you get men just get to this place of like grotesque cynicism that's what i think happens perverse cynicism just becomes like acceptable and you just you you become a monster Mm. what do you think about that john yeah i think like uh i i relate to that and i think like midway through me doing comedy i've been doing about seven eight years like i had somebody tell me is like if you knock something down like i would just crap on stuff on stage all the time and uh somebody pointed out to me and honestly like uh i can't not say louis ck was not a good comic and i think he was balanced in this way is like if you knock something down you have to kind of build it back up mm-hmm. because like if you just knock things down and you kind of it's it people will walk away from a show having a good time but i think like uh the difference between like comics that like make you walk away feeling like you're in a different place than you were when you started and comics that made you you know just gave you a night of stuff is like people who kind of like knock things down and then kind of build things back up like uh and i think Louis C.K. is kind of weird because I think like he was so good because he did all those dark things. And I think he realized he was doing a bad thing and kind of processed it and reconciled it for himself, but nobody else. Uh, And I think a lot of that growth uh, ended up on stage where I think just off the top of my head, his bit about people talking like this, Obama, Mm -hmm. uh, that's like starts off with him contrasting it to going it like the start of that bit is building something up of like he went to a bodega and he didn't know what language people were speaking but they were so excited they're like and like uh it's weird uh i think like i mean if you're anyone listening like just whatever millennial qualifier can add to this but like i do prison uh i work with I work, uh, 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 the activism circles I am in is with prison advocacy mm-hmm. stuff. And, um, a surprising thing that not a lot of people consider that's really, really hard to process is that the lowest, um, the lowest amount of recidivism rates are between murderers and rapists, uh, which is very surprising. Like if you let somebody out of, like, it's one of the reasons why we shouldn't keep murderers in prison forever. Is be- I mean, that's, controversial and another and kind of hard for people to process but just like by the numbers you're least likely to do the crime and one of the people in the advocacy groups that like i run with kind of pointed out who was a person who murdered somebody said that it goes like when you murder uh you kind of uh get in touch with your humanity in a way that not a lot of people really you have to confront a part of your humanity that not a lot of people do. And I think like that's, I think that's kind of like different than the point you're trying to make. And I think uh, like that base level, uh, I, I think I kind of just turned it to be about the three that we were talking about of Woody Allen, uh, Louis CK and uh, Cosby. Cosby. Uh, but like that, I see what you're talking about and that like, just, I just so tired of going to comedy clubs and just hearing that like, man, a thing I saw a guy in the subway and they looked at me weird. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that's like, give me something to care about. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. 
I think Lou. You know, conversely, I, oh, go ahead, John. Uh, I'll let you talk. Just one thing I'll say. I think Louie could have could have come back yeah. uh, if he played it right. I yeah. think he really blew it. Like, you know, I. That's that's all I have to say, Tom. Well, you know, I I've heard you kind of you know, and not just you, but a lot of people just completely. Um, uh, just see his whole body of work in a different light. And I wonder to what degree is that fair? Fair? Like, you know, he's, it's like mm. all of a sudden it's just, he's not funny, you know? And I, it's, it's weird. It's, yeah. it's like, well, he's still, it's, he's still it's, funny. And I'm not saying that I'm judging it. I just, I don't know. I, it's, it's, it's strange. Well, you know, with music, it doesn't happen, right? Yeah. Like Miles Davis was, one of the worst people <laughs> that ever, people. Yeah, 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 whoever. Yeah. But I, you know, I listen to him all the time. Like it's, it's interesting the way we let right. comedy in. Um, I, the hardest I've ever laughed probably is when I saw Louis C.K. live. You know, and I like, I still like bring up bits he had, especially bits that like are insightful. Yeah. Uh, and like kind of like what Louis C.K. did was. Really, he was really good at what he did. I think, uh, personally, I don't think I'll feel antagonistic towards him forever. I don't even want to use the word antagonistic. I think it's just um, with the revelations, there's like, I think you have to kind of uh, trust a comic. Like, uh, I think comics present themselves as a certain person. 100% of comics are lying on stage about who they are, which is fine but like i think that illusion of like well here's who i am and who i'm kind of presenting myself as um i think um there's uh weird same thing with like sam kinnison or andrew dice clay who were good performers who were effective comedians but are like utterly appalling when you look back and you just think wow Mm -hmm. and it's weird to like i think one of the best albums of all time is um uh Andrew Dice Clay's the, the day the laughter died. Yeah, I think like like that's like yeah. I don't know. That's just I don't, I don't know if you know the album, but like it's him doing intentionally the worst imaginable album ever made. Um, uh, and also like uh, on Miles Davis, if we could shift it to even comedians, like Charlie Chaplin did horrible things to women and mm-hmm. way worse than Louis C.K. ever did. Uh, but he's dead by a good 40 years now mm-hmm. his films are nearing 100 years old uh his abuses are on stage but you're not as connected to it mm-hmm. uh like well his abuses are right there on the video uh because he shot stuff on video i guess i don't know but like <laughs> um uh but i think a lot of distance is important and good for kind of uh uh i think just a lot of the Louis C.K. stuff is also connected to, um, I heard the owner of the Comedy Cellar kind of call it a proxy war for Trump because we couldn't get Trump yeah, because at all. So like, uh, and also we don't have good tools right now for addressing these abuses. Like what tools I want is restorative justice. And I think, especially after Trump, I've been trying to, like at least how I consume my own media, just like trying to figure out what like restorative justice models are. Cause like, I think like two of the biggest like pop culture political movements in the past four years was me too. And George Floyd. And mm-hmm. both of them, I think were important, but also both of them were contradictory where me too is very, very, uh, I don't want to use the word carceral, but like very, very um, punitive. Yes. And, George Floyd is about restoration. If we, uh, you know, like a lot of George Floyd is about restoration and both of them were addressing huge systemic flaws in our culture. And it's kind of hard to, I think like post uh, Trump and also pre Trump, I'm joking. I don't know, but like (laughs) uh, that, like it's just trying to thread that needle. Cause I would, Right now, it's kind of hard for me to listen to Louis C.K. and not hear the bits where I kind of hear him trying to process his 
I think there's a lot of his, um, I think he knew what he did was wrong. Mm -hmm. And I think, again, he confronted that and admitted to himself. And I think a lot of the empathy we see on stage comes from that. Uh, And it's just, it's, it's weird. I mean, it's petty and small, but I kind of feel like I was lied to. And I kind of feel like F you, you lied to me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Guys. Sorry about that. I didn't mean to talk about the phone gal. It's, it's fine. Yeah. But we gotta, we gotta wrap up. Oh man. I, do you, did we figure out comedy? I I think we did. Yeah. Tom, did we figure it out? No. No. I, I, I'm, I'm kind of lost at sea with comedy i yeah. feel very lost at sea. yeah you know who who i like and probably it'll come out that he's like a horrible person but uh rory scoville yeah uh, he's a great guy oh yeah. yeah i love him and his new um just a, a plug for his his new uh stand-up special it's all i know that you you were talking about some trying to do this thing it's it's all just off the cuff improv it's on uh right it's yeah. on youtube and it's it's amazing but uh, guys, I, I, Tom, I got to let you go. Um, okay. Thanks for the Good call. Talking to you guys. All right, bye. John, we got to do this again. We absolutely do. I love doing this. Uh, if anyone, want, uh, are we off here? No, we're oh, still on. Uh, if anyone wants to follow me, I'm at America's Comic on Twitter, and that's the only one I use. Also, John Field Show on YouTube, essays and short uh, sketches. Yeah. Yes. That are mostly demonetized now. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, you you got too political, bro. It's it's, it's ridiculous. Um, all right. So we're going to close it out with, uh, Ray Charles, America, the beautiful. This was, um, uh, requested or, or, um, um, propelled by our March sadness winner. Have a great week and I'll be back next week with Scott Bunn. And we're going to be talking about, um, absence makes the heart grow fonder. I'll tell you more about that next week. Okay. Bye. Oh, beautiful For heroes proved In liberating strife Who more than self Their country love And mercy more than life America Mm, America Something like this. Oh, beautiful, oh, spacious skies, far amber waves of rain.